0: Motherboard proudly brought to you by Loopy Lou, Lidl's award-winning baby range. Hello, I'm Avril Flynn, and you're very welcome to the Motherboard podcast. This podcast series features parents talking about the beautiful but often hard work of raising children in Ireland today. I am thrilled to be joined in studio by the wonderful Bridget O'Hara. Bridget is a mum of triplets, Bea, Will and Jude. And she's here today to discuss what it's like giving birth to and raising three gorgeous kids at the same time and the same age. And I'm actually fascinated with her and her Instagram and everything. Um, and also completing a master's degree, working a really and amazing job and um, and maintaining her sanity which which is very very impressive so Bridget thank you so much for joining us today no problem I'm delighted to be here and it's amazing that you were here not only like on time but looking fabulous I know that doesn't come across in the audio but I want our <laughs> listeners to know that you really are Wonder Woman well but you are but before we get cracking I just want to let you know about this week's offer from our sponsor check this out Beadle is giving motherboard listeners twenty percent off their award-winning Loopy Loop baby range. All you have to do is visit familyfriendlyhq forward slash motherboard to redeem your coupon. T's and C's do apply, and remember, this offer is limited. So redeem your coupon before it runs out. So, Bridget, you conceived your triplets naturally. Um, Which means there was no IVF just to explain to people at home. And that's actually really, really rare. Yeah.
1: So can you just bring me back? So the kids are what age now? They are uh, two and a half. They'll be three in October, the end of October. And you have two little boys. Two little boys and a girl. Um, Yeah, I never, never in my wildest dreams did I think I would have twins, let alone triplets. So it was a huge... And so
0: you were at, we'll talk about how they actually came into
1: being. So you met your partner. So I went to a music festival in Croatia. Where all great love begins. Where all great love (laughs) begins. I tell all my single friends they have to go there immediately. (laughs) And um, he is from Cornwall and we did long distance for a year and a half. And he bravely plunged into moving into Dublin. So he moved in over in December and we said that we would start trying for a baby um, because I wasn't getting any younger. And by April, fortunately, we were pregnant. And you thought, great, that's happened. Oh my gosh, yeah, I was delighted. And I had a little bit of a scare at week seven, but it was obviously it was fine. Um, And then week 12 was the first week in June and we walked into the coom and we were... Four hours in there.
0: <laughs> and did you have any idea, like, did you think, God, I feel very
1: pregnant or I have a little bit of a bump? Or I suppose if you if you hadn't had kids before, you wouldn't know the yeah, difference. Yeah, um, at, at week 10, I went to the GP because I was actually very sick and I had really bad migraines. And um, the GP, lovely man, was like, let me check your dates, etc, etc. He said, you feel a lot bigger for a normal ten week, um, pregnancy, and um, he said maybe you're a month ahead and you don't realise, and I, which is possible, yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. But I didn't think I was, and then he joked on when I was walking out the door. He said you may be having twins, and he thought because <laughs> <laughs> I had read online that it would twins come from your maternal
0: and are, side there, of the are there
1: multiples in your family? Well. Subsequently, I found out that there was, but i I knew there were some on my dad's side, but um, I obviously was reading incorrectly, you are the mother it it comes from both your um that's so, right. Paternal and maternal side. Yes. So um, yeah and then I found out after I've, I had the triplets that there are multiples on my mother's side. Hindsight's a great thing. So you it's went into fantastic. the yeah, and you were getting your scan. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we were the first seen that morning and uh, we were obviously terrified. As and most was your part, Gideon time. was he with you? Oh yeah, yeah. And um, we, I remember we walked in we didn't say a word. Because um, I'd had a little bit of a scare we were a bit Scared. And it is nervy going in because you, uh, you know. yeah. Yeah. And I guess I was 38. So, you know, you just, you have all scenarios in your head. So, anyway, that was grand. Um we went into the scanning room and the midwife, she's a lovely woman, she, within the first minute, she found the two boys. So, you are identical, identical. identical. twins. Yeah. yeah. So, we were shocked. <gasps> My goodness. And I, everything goes through your mind, you're like, oh, my God, you know. And although I felt amazing, I was a little bit shocked. So she kept scanning and that was fine. So we were giggling, trying to take it all in. And then I could see her face kind of turning a little bit. And my first instinct was obviously, is everything okay? And she was like, there's actually another one in here. So what at that point, think? my blood actually ran cold and I just kind of sat up and I was like, I don't understand what you mean, there's a third baby in there. And I was like looking at the screen. I just I didn't I couldn't compute. I never never thought it would be me. So then, of course, you're like, are they all OK? Is there any more? And I was like, please don't find any more. <laughs> yeah, <there's> I a- <laughs> begged her, please don't find any more because I it was a surreal experience. So I thought she was just finding them like smarties. I just was like, please, <laughs> there could be any number. in Yeah, there. I, I, I genuinely wouldn't have been shocked if she said there's another one in here because it was so surreal, the whole thing. And what was,
0: what was your partner saying or not saying? Uh, he
1: just said very little. <laughs>
0: Think that that would be, but he was
1: grand. He was like, It's okay, it's okay. So I went really pale, and the doctor was like, You look like you're gonna faint. So they were more concerned about me than him, God love him. Whereas he probably should have got as much attention (laughs) as I had. And then the multiple consultant came down, and um, yeah, I just felt from the second I met her that it was gonna be okay. I I, instantly she just walked into the room, she was thrilled. They asked me was I on IVF or hormones because of the situation and I explained that I wasn't. So then they kind of understood why I was so shocked and they were like, look, everything we promise you will give you the best care. We'll scan you every two weeks. They put your mind at ease a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And although we were terrified leaving, you know, they explained everything to us. What day we'd be giving birth? When we would be brought in? How we would be scanned? Well, I would be scanned every two weeks. So you kind of left, felt, kind of left, feeling like you had a game plan, and that. Okay, I I don't know
0: what I'm doing, but these people seem to. Yeah. So I'm
1: going to trust them. Yeah, and you just had an instant trust with the doctor, so I really liked her, and I went, okay, I'm just going to believe whatever she tells me and nobody else.
0: And how did the pregnancy go then? Because I mean, that's 12 weeks. It it can be a very long couple of months, particularly when you've got three little people inside you. Yeah,
1: so um, the following morning, so I left that day and she said, everything looks fine. I obviously can't do any further tests, you know, for um, Down syndrome or any of those um, at the minute because it's against the law for triplets to do the... Um, amniocentesis exactly yeah so she said we'll just have a big a proper scan and um she said everything looks fine they look fine etc so when I woke up the following morning I remember having a little you know when you wake up and you go back into sleep is this kind a of dream? taken in what's happened exactly and I had a dream that I lost one of the babies and it was awful so when I woke up from that dream I just woke up and I went okay I can't do the next seven months like this because this will be terrifying. And the day before the doctor had said to me, you need to try and be as positive as you can because the babies feed off that energy. So I just went, I have to t- do what she tells me and I have to put a positive spin on all of this. And they've come along naturally. So they're meant to be here. Yeah, there's a reason that they're here and I do everything I can. So I was very fortunate. It was a really good pregnancy Um I didn't have any um, and what Major did your, issues. what did your family and friends think when you when you, when you told them <laughs> they think it's hilarious <laughs> and they all thought it was a joke <laughs> and which kind of annoyed me a little bit in the beginning because I was not the laughing stock but I, I was you know oh my god I, I guess people were laughing out of nerves yes because nobody it, really knew what say? to say you know so um but they were great and I was obviously treated like a princess for the next seven to eight months and I actually really enjoyed being pregnant which sounds bizarre and was you know? it
0: amazing kind of seeing them develop and grow and kind of yeah. building that connection with them
1: yeah like I I used to love going into the womb. I loved it to see how they were getting on yeah and I was treated like you know a VIP and yeah, I got a chance to see their little development each week and, you know, you kind of got to know where they were in your in Your, your, your pregnancy is
0: so unusual that every pregnancy is special, but this is so particular. Like I was looking up statistics and I think you're talking about one in 100,000 pregnancies <laughs> would have identical twins and then a female okay, triplet. Yeah, so yeah. that's how unusual and yeah. special it is.
1: Yeah. And like even all of the midwives, all of any Consultant doctor I came across. There were just So some of the worry was taken away. Yeah and then how did you prepare for the delivery? Well it's funny, I went in at week twenty uh twenty nine and I went another routine scan, that was fine, and my consultant was like, No, you're gonna stay in now. We're gonna have them tomorrow and I was like (gasps) So I really wasn't prepared and I actually was like, No, I have to go home and put out the bins. And she was like, (laughs) I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that because you're not going home to put out the bins. So it was a very big shock, but they gave me steroids that day that I was admitted and I actually made it 31 and a half weeks, which is amazing. Which I was thrilled and I was also very terrified because I knew that was early, but they had brought us to see very tiny babies. And that's the thing. So
0: in in the coom, they actually you're aware from early doors with a multiple pregnancy that they are going to be born early. That's just a a fact. So they prepare you for that.
1: Yeah, completely. And they um, bring you up to the NICU and the special care and even introduce it to all the nurses, etc., which is. So lovely. um, And then they show you very small babies. So you're not completely shocked when you see your own. Um, So, I mean, they couldn't have done any more to prepare us. But at the same time, it's nothing still, can prepare you. It's still you know. such a land when, when they arrived. Yeah, it was. And who was like, born? So what? So Will was born? born first, then Jude and then Beatrice. And the issue was the reason why they came early was Jude wasn't getting enough um, feed, I guess. Yeah, so Will there was, was, taking there was all probably twin-to-twin twin transfusion. Exactly, that's so what he it was. he was much bigger. Yeah, so um, they said he was quite anemic when he was born, but they didn't tell me this till after. Um, but we were lucky because they were all fine from And did you get a get-go. look at them? Uh, yeah, they briefly showed them to me, but I had a bit of a bad experience with the... Um, Epidural. Epidural. Yes. Like you weren't really in a fit way. No, no, I was very bad. So I didn't come around for another couple of hours. And then they brought me down to see them for the first time. And what was that like? What size were they? Will was three pounds ten. Jude was two pounds twelve. And Beatrice was three pounds eight. That's a lot of
0: baby like that is (laughs) Yes, it is small. But yeah. that is amazing that they yeah. were such
1: good weights yeah. and sizes for that. Yeah, now Jude looked particularly small and, and that's creamy scary. babies have a like a really funny shape. They have a big head and their skin wasn't fully, it was quite translucent. And so it's quite shocking looking at them, you know, even though you may have seen little people, exactly. these are your the little are yours. people. And as well, when I was going into the room, I always felt like a guest even though they didn't make me feel like that and they made me feel I'm the mother, you don't instantly connect because they're in little boxes. You and can't you touch them or you can't hold them and you're too scared to hold them. I don't know if other mothers would have been or may not have been. I was terrified. So, and then you don't want to look like you're terrified because you're trying to, you're maintain supposed that to kick in air. straight away as you're their mother, but you don't feel like you are, because it's a very unorthodox situation. So I think I really struggled in the first week, definitely. And I always just felt physically,
0: though, I mean, you're recovering from major Mm -hmm. surgery and also your body has been through the mill. You've been life supporting yourself plus three other humans, which takes an enormous toll on yourself, not
1: only physically, but mentally as well. They told me that's why I had such a bad reaction to the epidural because I had nothing left. Um, I was really weak, but um, I was also expressing. So <laughs> I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to bring down. And the first couple of times I brought down drops. And but that are
0: they're drops of gold. So you yes, <laughs> I know. It. But at the
1: time you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? And I was nearly more fixated about that than the babies because I just wanted to try and do everything that I could possibly do without holding them or without, you know, that was my job. Even though, I mean, it's such a bizarre, the stress that you're under trying to produce milk early.
0: And you're just trying to cope as well.
1: And you're exhausted and you're on whatever medication that you're on and your hormones are all over the place. And And how was
0: Gideon doing?
1: I mean, he was great and his father and brother came over and, that was a good support for him. Um, but I think people don't really know what to say to you. Or it's such
0: an abnormal situation. Yeah. And you don't know anyone that's been through this.
1: Yeah. And I think ultimately because there's nothing else anybody can do. It's you're the mother. You have to do it all. I don't mean do it all. I mean, you're the one expressing milk. You're the one who's just been through the experience. Everyone else is trying to help you through it. You know, so I mean, I he was amazing. You know, but I think half the time they don't know what to do or I how think to help. new fathers
0: all over, particularly in that situation, yeah. and they're very aware that they can't do those things.
1: Yeah. So it is just about them kind of keeping it together to support yeah. you. And I remember when, um, you know, when they say the blues come in a couple of days after, so they came flooding in, and I just knew I had to go home. But I didn't want to leave the babies in the hospital. Of course not. So I was standing in the chair, going, "Do I stay? Do I go? Do What do I do?" But I wanted to go home and be with him as well. And yeah, you're just—I don't know what to do. Um, But I have to say, the hospital were just like fundamental to my post care, you know. And they were so because we're in a ward where there's no babies. You know, so there was five other mothers and none of them had their babies. So you don't have
0: to listen to babies cry or whatever. So and they're very sensitive
1: to your needs, etc. So it was great that Gideon was able to come in and out whenever he wanted, at any time of the day. You know, and that kind of helped. And at what stage were you actually able to bring them home? So they spent a month to the day in there, which was... That's really good. That's kind of all amazing. for Yeah. yeah. For 31 they didn't have any extra complications. It was literally just, you know, growing them. But uh, they were supposed to come home <laughs> one by one. And then all of a sudden they were ready to come home on the same day. <laughs> and of course, you- I'm standing there going, oh, God, I don't want to take all of them on the same day. And then you're like, well, I don't want to. Look like I don't want to take my own kids home. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Oh, great. great. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> but at the same time, the nurses knew it's a lot. But in my mind, I was like, look, let's just get them all home in the same day. Start as we mean to go on. Yeah. You and know. just, I mean, you're a very kind of with it and
0: realistic person. That, mm. that you, That's your attitude to most things. Is just like, let's get on with it. Yeah.
1: And what I will say um, is they had really, really prepared us for feeding Small babies, etc., and their their particular needs, but also had prepared us with this routine, which was a godsend. So basically a regime to kind of a for regime you to, for you yeah. to follow. Yeah, because soon enough, all the help goes. And it is and just it's you. you on your own with three babies. So, you know, if you don't stick to the routine, it's hell in the handbag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's
0: the end of part one, but don't go anywhere because in part two, Bridget will be discussing the challenges and the joys of raising her three beautiful children under three. Lidl is giving Motherboard listeners 20% off their award-winning Loopyloo baby range. All you have to do is visit familyfriendlyhq/motherboard to redeem your coupon. T's and C's do apply, and remember this offer is limited, so redeem yours before it runs out. Welcome back to part two of the Mother Word podcast. I'm talking to the amazing Bridget O'Hara, who is a mother of triplets. And also, I'd like to state, just because you're, you know, not that busy at all, you decided to continue and do your master's recently.
1: Yeah, well, um, I had been studying when the babies came along and I was actually uh, part-time teaching. And then when I found out it was triplets, I had to obviously stop that and I had to defer my master's. And then I had said to myself when they were one, I would complete it. And right. I was very deluded, <laughs> <laughs> very deluded. Um. So then when they were uh, just coming up to two, um, I decided I need to get it done because I felt it would keep going on and on and on. And the college DIT were amazing. And they were like, look, whenever you're ready, complete it. But that's nearly like... I personally need a date or a timeline because I won't do it, you know, so I felt for me to get back into any time type of teaching when all of this mayhem comes to um, an easier time and I'm ready to go back to work, I knew I would have to have my studies completed. So it was a bit crazy and I used to have to study when they go down to bed at night and Was it nice though to have even though that was crazy, was it nice to have something that was your own? Definitely, yeah. And I love what I'm studying. So in a weird kind of way I used to my parents would take them and I'd go off to the library for the day and it was like Oh, my gosh, I'm a normal person again. I don't have screaming babies hanging off me. So it was actually quite therapeutic, bizarrely enough. And um, but obviously the end of it, there was a lot more work to be done, I mean, trying to get dissertation done, with trying to get it. Dis- yeah. And there was trying to get it printed up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing. you must so proud of yourself. Well, I had to bring the three of them in to hand it in because I couldn't get any help that day to mind them. And as I walked up to the college with my thesis, which I had imagined this moment for years, going, woohoo. An orchestra will burst out to say congratulations. And I walked up and they were having a fire drill. So the whole college (laughs) had to be escorted onto O'Connell Street. Uh, Two of them had proper tantrums. Like fall meltdowns, yeah. And one of them was lying on a O'Connell Street. Everybody was staring <laughs> and I was just looking around going, I don't care anymore. Yeah, This is my life. Nothing matters <laughs> anymore. Nothing. And then I brought it back around and they apologised and they were like, we're so sorry. And I handed it in and I actually got a stranger to take the photograph of the four of us outside the college because... That I is sadly really proud, and that is one to be treasured yeah.
0: forever. Yeah. And just to bring you back, so in those first few months, hmm. so they had kind of almost trained you in in hospital and given you a regime of. So just to explain that they they you're on a regime that everyone is on a slightly different one, so that you don't have to feed all three at the same time. Yeah. And so, did you just follow that? And did you get any sleep yes, yourself? Religiously,
1: I followed it because I knew. Soon enough, it would be me and my own. And the nurses were very candid and they were like, look, don't listen to anybody. We you know, we're trying to help you. It's only you. You're in charge. You're the boss. So it sounds really methodical. Um, but there was very little holding of the babies in early days because they needed to be fed and put straight back down. So
0: they basically need to be grown. Yes. For all intents and yeah. purposes, that they get big and strong. Yeah.
1: So I had to. We had to be very diligent as well about hygiene and um, that there were no little infections. Absolutely, because they're so fragile. So it did seem a little bit weird in the beginning that we were very regimented. But without the routine, I wouldn't have been able to do it on my own, you know. So I knew in the back of my mind it was for the best for the babies. And how long did Gideon have off with you? So how long? A month, okay. Yeah, and And then my parents were there for Maybe about two and a half, three months. And then I was on my own. His family came back and forth as well. Um, But my sister was amazing. She used to come in every morning and she did the morning feed. Okay. Which gave me like a three hour block of sleep. Okay, which Which is amazing. Set you up for the day, you know. Um, So we were lucky they were good sleepers from the beginning. Um, But then we also had a night nurse in to help us to train them to sleep properly you know because it's quite difficult with three um, just to lengthen out the feeds etc
0: and also just so that you maintain your sanity like you know yeah. you, it's impossible to take
1: care of three little people if yeah. you so I used don't to get up at four o'clock in the morning and do the feed myself and it's, when I look back now and I, I laugh you're like how did I do that yeah pick them up, change your nappy feed them, wind them, put them back down, pick them up, change them, feed them, wind them, put them back. And you just go, 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 go. And then you get back into bed at five o'clock and you're lying there thinking, oh, my gosh, that's mental what I've just done, you know, but you do it. And that's part of the. The routine. Um, And when
0: did you notice their little personalities kind of coming out? When did you kind mm -hmm. of, when you knew that they were kind of out of the danger zones, they were home, they were growing really well, they hadn't had many uh, major complications. When were you able to kind of go, okay, these are my little humans. I'm going to get to know them.
1: Uh, I think about four or five months. in That you could actually relax. Yeah, exactly. It's like there's a, a day that you remember that you go, OK, I've I've stopped running on adrenaline and nervous energy. I'm actually enjoying aspects of this, you know, and I think that was the first time I felt like, wow, this is great. Whereas up until then, it was like, just go, 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 go. Don't think about it too much. Just keep going. You know, you're afraid to enjoy it for a second in case you miss something. And something goes wrong. I fell asleep one day and I forgot to feed one of them. You know, so you're like... I can't ever do that again. Oh, my God. There's a lot of
0: pressure there.
1: Yes. Yeah. And the pressure you put on yourself. But yeah, it's huge. And then I used to bring them out for a walk on my own. And when they were very small, I walked them every day. So what sort of you had a triple buggy? Triple buggy. Yeah. So that's great. (laughs) With batonets in the beginning. (laughs) And then it, it turns into a stroller. But I that was my hour on my own. So people would be following me around the place, you know, dying to talk to me and. But for you as a mother, you just need a bit of nothing time.
0: And a bit of self-care
1: that you actually yeah. just have outside and also that
0: you're getting dressed, getting yeah. them dressed and that you're actually, you know, because even with one, I always felt like if I actually made it out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay, this is a winning day.
1: Absolutely. And it is a win to get out of the house. People used to always say to me, I can't believe you put your makeup on. And you're like, well, that's my My treat to myself. And that's how I look after you. Yeah. You know, and I can put it on and it makes me feel like I'm human again. And how, you know, with your
0: relationship, it's a huge thing to go from a long distance, you know, to... To uh living in Dublin family of five. You know, even you know, over a fifteen year relationship, that would be a huge change. Yeah. But you had to do it, it was a
1: microcosm really that was Exactly, a- yeah. It was very much baptism of fire. And we used to joke that I would take his passport because he didn't need it anymore. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like we we've obviously taken a hammering, of course, but We're very open about the whole thing and he's great. He's always like, look, we know this is what it is for this period of time and it's not going to last forever. And we nearly, I mean, the amount of sacrifices you have to make, this is just another sacrifice that you have to make to, you know, get them to school and get them a little bit more independent. So it's the same with our relationship. We know that we just have to put it not on the back burner, but just have to manage it and mind it until we can get back to being a couple going out for dates. And again the great and, thing is that you're very aware of that. I think it's when you yeah. don't talk about it, it's the problem. Yeah, but when
0: you're actually kind of openly, well, you're able to funny, say. I
1: think I was very naive when I was pregnant. I think I remember saying to him, I won't put, you know, the babies before us, etc., etc." et cetera. And it's kind of naive to think that you have to put them before. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I kind of laugh. You know, not at me, but at how nice I was trying to be. I guess you know. Don't worry, <laughs> yeah. they won't come. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And then they come along, and it's like, okay, back. You know, one thing I've
0: noticed, from, so just to explain to our listeners, Bridget has the most amazing Instagram, which I am absolutely obsessed with. It's called Bridie Bunch and it shows the lovely bits, but also the tough bits as well mm. of what it's like having three very active, but totally gorgeous mm. little people to mind. And what I love is that you show all sides of it. But also what's really clear is you've got good friends around and you've got a great sense of humour about it.
1: Yeah, I often think if I don't laugh, I'll cry. <laughs> um, like, I have to make it humorous to a certain extent because it is completely insane. Some days what I go through, um, you know, they're now in the Terrible Twos and they're in the Terrible Twos full swing. So, so you have three, basically... tantrumy babies babies. texts you know?
0: that will have, and they won't all have it at the one time. Yeah. You know, they might...
1: They're c- amazing, but of course they have... Sometimes you think, well... They're only getting a third of me all the time. And I know that happens with mother, with a number of children. But um, because they have similar needs at the same time, it's a little bit tricky for them. But yeah, I just, I I think I do the Instagram to help me fundamentally to help. But, you know, it's it's as a coping mechanism. Exactly. Yeah. And to remind me that. You know, there are amazing parts during the day, you know, and, and I don't also let love the hard parts overshadow the the joyous parts. And I love that you kind of look back and see where you've come from to where you are now. Exactly. And if I didn't do it, I wouldn't have all those little videos of them. I wouldn't have all the, you know, the little documented moments pieces that I have. Yeah. So I'm I'm very realistic because I think it's wrong to, you know, delude other women into thinking this is easy. It's not, you know, and all mothers feel like they're not doing a good job. And Um, you're working as well. So you're you're back working. Yeah, I do two days a week, which I actually love because it's gets me out of the house and it gives me adult time, which... Because I say you can just become totally kind of toddlerified.
0: I mean, I even find that with one. Yeah. That you you need adult conversation. And I think as well
1: because I, it's hard for me. They won't really go in the buggy anymore, so it's hard for me to manage them. I can't just stroll to a cafe. I can't just stroll to the shop. Because you were I one, and they are three. Yeah, I don't have enough hands to even hold their hands. So we're at a tricky point where we don't really get out a lot, on the, unless I go to somebody's house. And then, you know, you're in somebody's house and you're hoping that they're not destroying it completely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're a little bit um, sheltered at the minute. So... Um, but they have, the three of them have each other, I, though. They have a great time, yeah. They've such get me fun me together. They do, yeah. But I it'll be great for them when they start Montessori in September and they're around other children a lot more, you know. And I have three hours to lie back and watch Jeremy Carl or something <laughs> brilliant
0: <laughs> and what would be your advice you know what I have loved is you've been a great sport to me whether you've been worried of it or not when I had Felix because I used to look at your Instagram and say well if Bridget can do this with three I, I need to be able to do this with one and that's why I find you so inspiring but what would your advice to other mums who, who do find it difficult to cope
1: Um, I think what I did really struggle with was asking for help Um. And we do need help. We all need help in some aspect of maybe it's to do with housework or collecting another child or holding the baby for half an hour or bringing the baby for whatever the help is. Every bit of help we need so badly. And I knew when I was pregnant that I would have to start asking for help or that I'd have to accept people's help. Because there's no way you could have done that on your own. And so I think you just have to give yourself a break and go. It's OK to accept help and to take the help and not to feel guilty about having the help. You can't do it all on your own, you know, and at the end of the day, you're growing and raising humans for the big bad world. So um, I think most importantly, just accept the help. It's okay, you know? And um, ask for it. I think that's. Great. Ask for it, you know? I mean, I think that's one
0: thing that we all do as women. We kind of perpetuate that we're wonder women and we are. Mm -hmm. But you can't do it all on your own. I think that's brilliant advice. I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. You know, I've been dying to get you on this podcast because I just think you're amazing. Um, And for anybody listening at home, please do follow um, Bridget Bridgie Bunch um, on Instagram. It's it's just so heartwarming and so lovely. And the kids are just the business. So um, we'll have links to Bridget's side on the Family Friendly HQ social pages. So lastly, I'd like to thank all of you for listening. We'd love if you would like and subscribe to the Motherboard podcast. And don't forget to visit Family Friendly HQ forward slash motherboard for this week's special offer. See you next time.